This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everyone, and welcome back for another season of the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by our friends at Whataburger. I'm the Rangers digital and in-game host, Hannah Wing, and I cannot be more excited to be back for another season with my co-host and partner in crime, Rangers radio broadcaster, Jared Sandler. Jared, we're here at FanFest. How is your experience so far? It's been awesome. Uh, it's so cool seeing all the fans pack Globe Life Field. We haven't... Oh, it's been amazing. There are bounce houses. The yeah. dugouts are open. The clubhouses are open. There's a bounce open. house? Oh, yeah. We're going there after this episode's over. Oh, I'm so upset I haven't been there already. Then I love bounce like, houses. They have, like, the jousting one or something. It looks really fun. Maybe a couple slides. We'll see. Like American Gladiator jousting? I think so. It looks like it. Human-sized beer pong, everything. I think I got some plans after this. It's a party. Yeah, but it, it's great. And the, this, the feel of this fan fest compared to the last few years is a lot different because I, I don't know how to describe it other than there's just a buzz that hasn't existed. Exactly. Because you can have the whole, hey, everyone is zero and zero and anything can happen attitude. And that is very fair. And every year there's always a team where no one is expecting them to do X, Y, or Z, and they do it. However, more often than not, when you are picked to finish uh, out of the playoff race to the degree that the Rangers have in recent years, it probably is for a reason. And this is a team that has you know, gone through a rebuild. And now, last offseason, Simeon, Seeger, John Gray. This offseason, Jacob deGrom, Nathan Avaldi, Andrew Heaney. Jake Odorizzi, Martinez back. And, Martin Perez is a Ranger again. Thank Bochy. goodness. And Bruce Bochy. And Mike and, Maddox. And Mike Maddox, yeah. And there's a feel that this team uh, is playing for something. And that's exciting. And I think fans feel that as well. There's just a different buzz. I completely agree. And I think also the player roster that we've had today at FanFest has been incredible. DeGrom is here. Seeger's here. Simeon's here. Our entire, for the most part, starting rotation is here that fans can finally get to talk with and get their autographs and meet them. And, you know, it's been a really long time since the Rangers have had a FanFest. It's been since, what, 2019? I mean, between the lockout, the pandemic, everything, we haven't had one in so long. And it's been a really fun time. And we definitely went out all big Texas size like we knew that we would. A lot of people here, too. A lot of people. I heard that DeGrom's line of people was about 700 people long. That is insane. Isn't that crazy? He, he is. I was thinking about this. He might be the best pitcher to ever pitch for the Rangers. Now, Agreed. Nolan Ryan, I, there are going to be people that hear that, and they're going to have a visceral reaction. I, I, th this is not a knock on. I mean, Nolan is one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Absolutely. No one is debating that. And Nolan obviously accomplished a lot in a short time with the Rangers. Jacob deGrom is not pitched yet for the Rangers. But I don't know if there is anyone who has ever had the dominance that Jacob deGrom has had who has pitched for the Rangers. I, For an organization that you know has had a tough time with pitching for the last few decades, 
it's kind of exciting. This is probably the best rotation the Rangers have ever had going into a year. We'll see how it plays out, right? No, there are no guarantees, but on paper, this is, I think, the best rotation in franchise history at this point in, I guess, the offseason. Agreed. And it's crazy to think, too, looking at the difference in the rotation last year. Yes, of course, John Gray and Martin Perez will still be in our rotation this year. However, Texas basically said, we're just going to go buy a bunch of new pitchers, and that's exactly what they did. And I think it's going to be interesting, too, to see how the bullpen will shift and the differentiation in that compared to last year because there are guys that were starters last year that now are going to be in the bullpen. And I think that's going to be a really interesting thing for us to watch at spring training. And just the whole pitching staff as a whole is going to be really fun to watch this season. One thing that I think has not been talked about enough or yeah enough that that's probably the right way to characterize it the impact that these acquisitions have on the bullpen not just in pushing guys maybe from the rotation of the bullpen but one of the challenges last year with the bullpen was that they were asked to do way more work than a bullpen should be asked to do totally uh, injuries were part of it you know young starters uh, who were on you know, maybe more conservative of a watch than a veteran would be. Uh, whatever the case was, uh, the Rangers got more innings out of their bullpen, I think, through the month of June than any other American League team, which, you know, even though at that point, like, I think through mid-June, the Rangers' bullpen was actually statistically really good, but there was overexposure. There were guys wearing down uh, for you know because of usage. So, a lot of people have asked, hey, when are the Rangers going to go and sign you know, relievers and blah, blah, blah. And there's still time in the offseason for stuff to get done. The Rangers also just you know, added Ian Kennedy, who huge. Uh, was well, huge because, you know, USC. Oh, obviously, uh, right. of course. But I think adding Jacob deGrom indirectly helps the bullpen. Adding Andrew Heaney, mm-hmm. adding uh, Nathan Avaldi, because now, in theory, these guys can go deeper into games. It will limit the exposure and the, the usage of your bullpen. And... I think that helps that unit grow. Uh, so the, the, the addition of these starters helps in a, a direct way, and it also helps in a number of different indirect ways. I want to go back to about an hour ago. You did a one-on-one interview with Corey Seager for about 40 minutes, and I want to just dive into anything that surprised you, anything that you talked about that you're like, hey, I didn't know that before. What were some of your main takeaways from your conversation with him? So I think... One thing that was really neat to hear Corey articulate to the fans was how important winning is to him. Uh, I don't think anyone is, you know, surprised to, you know, go to the back of his baseball card and see a lot of individual accomplishments. Uh, you know, even last year we talked about, you know, uh, second left-handed hitting shortstop ever to hit 30 home runs and ended up surpassing Brad Miller, who was the other, and, you know, the most home runs ever by a left-handed hitting shortstop in a single season. And the NLCS MVP, World Series MVP, winning a World Series. But, you know, he mentioned that when he signed, uh, and I, I think fans loved hearing this, he did it because he saw an organization that was going to put him in a position to win a lot of games. And he knew it wasn't necessarily going to be perfect last year, but, you know, I think he maybe kind of specifically mapped out, hey, DeGrom, Heaney, you know, all these guys. I think he knew something like this was in the works, though. And, you know, Corey's a quiet guy, and I think it was great 
for fans to hear him say that. And then, you know, we, we, we had a lot of fun conversations about, you know, his relationship with his brothers and the dynamic in the Seeger household and to see the personality. But, you know, I, I think that for Corey and Marcus specifically, year two is going to be a lot better on the field, but also for them off the field. They don't have to worry about a lockout. They don't have to worry about moving, you know, in Marcus's case, a wife and three kids. Little kids, too. Little that. kids. They're very small, but they're so cute. Oh, my gosh, they're adorable. Very cute. And Corey, you know, doesn't have to worry about, you know, uprooting his life. And Corey's, a, he's a routine-oriented guy. You know, this is the first time he's ever had to change organizations. And I just think there's going to be a different level of comfort for those guys. And I can't, I can't necessarily quantify how that will impact them, but I can tell you that, and, and anyone can relate to this. When you go to work and you're comfortable at work, you're comfortable, you get in the car from work and you know, hey, I'm, I, I got a bed, I got a roof, I, I know, I, I now have my favorite restaurants. You know, I'm not having a. You know I, what freeways it take to get to the ballpark. You know park. what freeways you know where it exactly. Going. You know how much the tolls too, take. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I think that you know he all those things were kind of touched on, and then overall, just for fans to see his personality, I think was really cool. I'm sure a lot of our listeners weren't here at FanFest today that weren't able to attend that conversation with Corey, of course. These Q&As are awesome, too, for our fans to see the players and meet them and even ask them questions as well. But what was one fun fact or one main takeaway you had from your conversation with Corey today? Okay. Well, so it's it's a story he told about Kyle, his brother. So Corey is the tallest of the Seegers. Corey is 6'4". Justin is 6'2", and Kyle is six feet flat. Uh, so I thought it was important to let everyone know that Corey and I are very similar. We're both the tallest of our siblings. That's so funny. Yep. I heard people just cackling. They were laughing Yeah, well, so I stood that up and they realized, well, that guy's, you know, wow, that's sad for his brothers, and it is. Uh, but he said that Kyle was so aware of the fact that his baby brother was you know, taller than him and then eventually taller than him by, you know, a, a significant margin uh, that he used to manipulate pictures to try and uh, mitigate that difference. But whenever there was a mound visit, Kyle would never go on the mound so as to, like, put everything in perspective and how short he was compared to whoever else was out there. He'd always stand on the slope or off the mound. Uh, it's something that is Corey-specific, he told a great story about how he froze when he met Derek Jeter, his favorite really? player. Yeah, so Kyle was uh, an all-star when uh, it was Derek Jeter's final all-star game, final year, and Corey was in the Futures game, and he was allowed to stick around for, I don't know if it was the all-star game or whatever the activities were, and he and his dad were standing, and I guess uh, Derek Jeter appeared, and I guess uh, Corey's dad was, you know, ready to go and introduced himself, congratulated him on a great career and whatever else uh, was a part of that conversation. And Corey just froze. He didn't really say anything. Interesting. Yeah, was, I have a Derek Jeter story too. Oh yeah? Yeah. We were at the ownership meetings in Atlanta. I want to say it was 2018 or 2019. And he walked right past me and he looked me dead in the eye and he says, it's so great to see you again. And I thought, <laughs> where do you think you saw me before? But I just said, great to see you too. Cause I, I also kind of froze. I was like, you're Derek Jeter. Like, where do you think you saw me before? But he was very kind and just super friendly, and I will always remember it. But at least I said something, so I guess that's good. I have one Derek Jeter moment. It was when I was interning here in 2008, and I went down to the clubhouse after one of the Yankees games, and I had this this recorder that was broken. 
but it looked like it worked. So I would, you know, hold it out as if I was actually doing anything. Really, I just wanted to go down to the clubhouse totally. and like, get experience. Absolutely. And get, Respect so, the hustle. Yeah. So uh, it was the last game of the series, and Derek Jeter had just finished talking to all the reporters, and he's writing a check to tip the clubbies, which is, you know, a very common thing uh, pre two collective bargaining agreements ago. Uh, a lot of players would, you know, write checks and they would, whatever. And so he's, uh, you know, writing the check and he's asking someone, you know, what's the date? And I was Johnny on the spot. I was, I think it was like August 8th. I don't know, it was August. I was like, August 8th. And I got very quickly, like, you know, I want to be the first. And he, he looks up and he's got these awesome eyes, uh, if I say so myself. And he looks up and he, thank you. And I was like, yes, yes that was like I the coolest. It. I thought I was the coolest person in that room. And, you know, all the New York media, they're so, like, uh, like rude and whatever. And they're, like, almost, like, disgusted that some little kid, like, answered the question. They're, now they're, like, sizing me up. Like, it's who's, just the who's Texas he? hospitality. I'm sorry that I knew the date and you didn't. You know, my bad. Point of the story, always know what the date is because you never know, know who's going to ask you. Yeah. But that's, that's I so... But he, he never had, he had never seen you. Like, there's no way. No, there's no way. Okay. It's just funny. I'm like, maybe it was someone else. But Are you a, but you, like, are you like a recognizable, like, no, do you get like that? No, like my oh. second season here. Yeah. I'm still a nobody and I was a nobody No, no, but then, I mean, like, do, do people come up and like, oh, you look like. Sometimes. And, yeah, sometimes I'll get that. Just right. random actresses, different things, but Got it's it. pretty okay. funny. I don't know where he thought he saw me before, but I was flattered and said, great to see you too. Who's your doppelganger? I get a couple of different ones. I get Tara Reed, pre, okay. like pre-American pie. Like, I don't know how old she was at that time, but pre I get that all a lot. all the bad yes, surgeries. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Fingers crossed, hopefully. Or Amanda Seyfried, Seyfried yeah, from yeah. Mean Girls. I know who you're talking I don't know bit. how to, yeah. Um, I get her sometimes, too. What about you? Boban? Uh, Brad Pitt. Height thing? Yeah. yeah. I get, no, I get Brad. Yeah. Um, it's Clooney sometimes. Denzel. That's a, Amazing. No, there's, a, there's actually an actor... I get told I look like him. Uh, his name's Nicholas. I think it's Angarano. Okay. Uh, he was we'll in. He was in. Um, what's the kids' movie? Sky High. Oh, that was a great one. Yeah. So we both have like like I have a big bubbly nose, and I also like kind of have like puffy cheeks, like you know what? And I, I also have puffy cheeks. So he I get it. he. I think there's some pictures where he and I can look similar, but he is better looking than I am. Like, I don't, I'm, I always feel weird. And this was when I used to have, like, different hair, too. But I think Nicholas Sangarano is the guy nice. that people have said I look like. We could talk about doppelgangers all day, but I'm so excited to talk to you about the 2023 season yes. and all the changes that are coming. So, first of all, let's talk about banning the shift. Who do you think this will impact the most in a positive way? Uh, well, okay, we got some people behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. do, do we let's agree see. or no? Thumbs up, thumbs down. You have to look at older pictures of me. You have to look at older pictures of me, like when I had other hair. I guess. Yeah. Like Whoa, I, that's crazy. So you you do agree? Okay, thank you. Okay, I like. You're not crazy. Our uh, our celebrity guest Pierce agrees. Uh, all right. So the shift. Corey Seager, I think, will benefit the most offensively. I think so too. Um, Nathaniel, I mean, any left-handed hitter, right? But but no one will benefit more than Corey. I, I thought, to tie in one of your earlier questions, Corey did address this in the Q&A and talked about the defensive aspect of it. And, you know, he's going to be right in the middle of it from that standpoint, too, uh, as a shortstop who now will, uh, along with 
whoever's at third base, be it Josh Young or whomever, you know, they won't have any mm-hmm. assistance or he won't be on the right side. Uh, so I think Corey offensively definitely will benefit the most. And I'm just curious defensively how these guys respond and adjust. Exactly. And I think it'll be interesting too on how it's going to impact the pitchers. The other day I went to Jared's uh, plug for 105 Through the Fan, uh, your right. hot stove show, yeah. which was wonderful. He had Taylor Hearn and Brock Burke on. We'll have Taylor on in the show in a little bit, so he'll be here any minute now. But it was interesting hearing his perspective on it and how as a pitcher, he won't have to look over his shoulder quite as much and it kind of impacts their routine as well. Yeah, no doubt. And... You know, it's funny because I think pitchers get frustrated when someone beats the shift with a base hit and maybe forget about the times when the shift helps them. Uh, but you're right in that I, I think mentally I heard from a lot of pitchers that when they knew there was a shift, it like as much as they tried not to let it impact them, it, it sometimes did, some some more so than others, obviously. Uh I am curious, though, what sort of strategy comes into play. I mean, it's not like positioning is going to go away, right? You know, exactly. You could still have a shortstop basically smack dab up the middle. You're still going to see middle infielders make uh, plays on opposite sides. But now it's, it's going to be a little bit of a, a different type of strategy. I also, the thing I really love about this, Hannah, is I love rules that encourage players to be better. And I love rules that encourage players to be players. And what I mean by the second one is I love the fact that now these guys are going to be asked to be athletes again. Agreed. Uh, Even Andrelton Simmons, who's, you know, in his era, which is this current era, probably thought of as, if not the best, one of the best defensive shortstops. He even said, I got bored having the ball always hit to me. I I miss being able to be an athlete to my left, an athlete to my right. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that part of it, too. Me too. Well, we just had Taylor Hearn step into our studio, which is currently in the Lexus Club at Globe Field, which is a really fun setup for us. So, Taylor, thanks for joining us. We'll be right back after a quick break. And, Jared, that was a lot of fun. Excited for Taylor and Martine to be on the episode today. I can't wait. Jim Sunberg Community Achievement Award winner Taylor Hearn and Martine won an award, and it is a sca- pitcher of the year. Pitcher of the yeah, year, of Texas course. Rangers it makes pitcher sense. Of the year, Martino, the best Martino year Burns. of his entire yeah. career. It was amazing. So we'll talk about that in a bit. A but first, winners. heading off to a break. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the new Whataburger Breakfast Bowl. That's right, one convenient bowl filled to the brim with a fresh-baked biscuit, scrambled eggs, crispy hash browns, creamy gravy, shredded cheddar jack cheese, and your choice of sausage or bacon. Available for a limited time. All right, back here on the Straight Up Texas podcast, alongside my partner in crime, Hannah Wing, we are joined by our Jim Sunberg Community Achievement Award winner and Rangers pitcher, Taylor Hearn. We're also, I think, on Facebook Live right now, so saying hi to everyone joining us. But uh, Taylor, first of all, uh, I just want to start with your award. Uh, That's really cool. I, I know that you obviously work your tail off to have success on the mound, but knowing you since really you were traded here and came to Frisco. Uh, it's been really neat to 
I get an understanding for what the off the field stuff means to you. Uh, the Roberto Clemente Award nominee, which is also a, a tremendous honor, and to uh, win the Community Achievement Award. I just, I don't even. I, I, I guess I'll ask like what that means to you. I, I, I kind of know the answer, but I just want to say. And I think Hannah agrees. Thank you for the way you use your platform to impact everyone around you. Absolutely. No, no, I, I definitely appreciate it. Um, it's a really big honor to even be mentioned. Um, a Roberto Clemente uh, Award nominee is huge, though. You know, uh, that's something I never thought about. Um, and kind of just went about it, went about my business. Like, I'm just trying to just help kids out, you know, and just trying to do whatever I can to make an impact. Um whether that's me doing uh, feeding at the Arlington Life Shelter or taking kids on a shopping spree to Walmart and Dick's Sporting Goods and give them sports gear. So it's just like small stuff like that. that I know like growing up, you know, it was a struggle for me to get some of that stuff. So, I mean, would, would, why wouldn't I be able to help those kids out? You've done a lot this off season in the community. What event or shopping spree has been the most impactful on your life? So far, um, it was always the Arlington Life Shelter, but then what really topped it this year was whenever I did uh, the Walmart shopping spree for the first time, and then there was a family that uh, really didn't have uh, a Christmas tree at their house. And so all the gifts that we were, I was able to get all the girls and, and their kids, was that was all their Christmas gifts because the mom and dad couldn't afford it. So that really, you know, that really was a big difference for me. Uh, as far as the stuff on the field, I... Uh, Last year, you end up moving to the bullpen. It seemed like you found a home there. Uh, how has this offseason been different in that it seems like for the first time you are going into the year knowing your role, right? Like, it, it, I think if we would have had this conversation last year, we would have asked, hey, are you, you know, are, are they talking to you more about being a starter, being a reliever? Uh, what, you know, where's your head at? Or is it easier knowing, hey, I'm a reliever. That's where they view me. I've had a ton of success there. I know talking to you, you're you're happy in that spot. How has that impacted your preparation and just your comfort this offseason? Um, just like you said, I mean, it, it's it's good to to know what role I, I want to be in or, you know, whatever they need me to be because, like you said, like the last two years have been like up and down, back and forth, you know. So it's just a matter of fortunate enough for me, I was able to get experience in both of them. So I kind of can – you know, do whatever, but like, it's good uh, to know that where our bullpen's at right now, like I can really help out. Um, and just last year, really just kind of, if it wasn't for me coming out of the bullpen in 2021 early at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have been able to make that transition. Is it true that when Martin Perez leaves a game with runners on and you come into the game and you get out of the inning without any runs, he gets you a new car every time? I wish so. I yeah. wish so. I wish. Okay. You know, I mean, you know, when you think about it, he did just get paid. So, you know, I mean, he's got, I mean, the brother's got money. So, you know, de definitely dinner's on him now. I'm just um, trying to be your agent here. No, I'm trying I, to negotiate. Yeah, we're working on deals yeah, 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 yeah. here. I, I totally yeah. agree. What I kind totally of a agree. car are we you know? talking? I mean, you know, I do have a King Ranch. Um, you know, I would always like uh, a Ford Lightning, you know, because – you know, I like those type of trucks. So, you know, okay. if he if he if he's if he happens to be in this room or I don't know. around here and listening, I don't and see wants, him anywhere. Yeah, oh, hey, <laughs> oh, Martin Perez. Surprise. You know, but you know, we I just want to throw that out there. So, All right. You know. Well, joining Taylor is uh, 2022 Rangers Pitcher of the Year, American League All Star, and. Amer or all-star red carpet showstopper Ooh. with his oh floral suit. Oh, my gosh, suit. that floral Ooh. suit was a game changer. That yes. was amazing. Uh, wore it way better than Joe Burrow. 
Martin Perez. Martin, happy Fan Fest. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Yeah, I'm happy to be back here. You know, uh, uh, talking with the fans, signing autograph, and uh, you know, I think it's a special day for uh, for us to you know, um, it's back. Uh, to the office and uh, do this for the fun is uh, really good. Martin, we had a conversation, I don't know if you remember this, in the dugout, it must have been in September of last year, and we were talking about your impending free agency. And, you know, do you want to be back? And, you know, how, how much fun this year or this past year was. But you told me that you wanted to be back, but you wanted to be back if the team was was ready to win. Uh, and you you specifically mentioned, hey, Let's let's get some pitching. Jacob Degrom, Andrew Heaney, Nathan Evaldi, Jake Odorizzi, uh, hopefully a you know a healthy John Gray. Did they uh, did they they satisfy you with that? Yeah, I mean, you want to win a champion, World Series champion, you're gonna get that. You you gotta go for the right people, and I think uh, front office did a great job. So now it's gonna be easy for our bullpen to to uh, help us. But uh, we, we got what we need, so it's not excuses. I mean, we just want to prepare and go out there every night and try to win. Taylor, I want to ask you a question. Hannah and I were talking about this earlier. Last year, there was a stretch where John was injured. Martin was doing his thing, you know, carving out an all-star season. The other guys in the rotation, uh, you know, young guys, guys coming off of injury, Guys who, you know, the team was trying to protect. And there was uh, a stretch there. You you were in the bullpen, and you guys were having to work a lot because when Martin was pitching, you know, he'd work to get six, seven innings. Some of the other guys, it might even be like, hey, no runs, one run, but we're protecting them, four innings, four and a third, whatever. How much of an impact will it have on the bullpen to have not only Martin, but the rotation that this team has built to just – keep you guys protected and rested and fresh, not just for the first few months, but start to finish. I think it's going to be huge, you know, because, um, you know, I, I think we saw last year where there was guys where we weren't able to go deep in the games, you know, and then bullpen guys trying to cover those extra two or three innings, you know, kind of does wear on you a lot. Um, but I know for a fact, like when you, when you go out and get guys like that to help him out, it's like, it's going to be huge on all of us, you know, cause now, now it's, now it's more so like, now we get a chance to settle in our roles and it's like, no more like, Hey, like, can you give me, you know, instead of me going to is, you know, they're asking, you know, can you give me three or four? And now it's like, you know, like your two inning guy or whatever it is. Can you just give me that today? So I, I think that's going to be huge. It's going to help us stay in a lot of ball games as well. Um, and then also, I mean, if you look at like last year as well, like obviously we all felt bad about what happened, not helping Martin out. But man, I, I ain't going to lie to you, Jared. I really do think like a lot of the young guys, even like including me, guys that were in the rotation last year and just like it's, it's tough. You know, big league baseball is tough, you know, and I really truly feel like people have a tendency to forget how hard it is. Like, we're all still young and trying to come in our roles and trying to figure out what works for us, you know. And it's like not everybody has the experience like he does, you know. And it's like, you know, it's almost as if, like, people – I wouldn't say they give up, but it's just like, hey, like, just forget, like, we're human. Like, we're going to make mistakes. And it's like, you know, you're going to look back – few years from now and what if all of us win Cy Young's and you're you know you're gonna be like oh well, yeah yeah you look know at Martin, I mean yeah, Martin I think would be you you that's look a at your example. career and you know yeah. the way you've been able to, to mature and grow up and uh, I think if people close the book on Martin's development and growth four or five years ago then you know they would 
they we wouldn't have gotten to where we were last year, right? I mean, yeah. you, you've, yeah. you've experienced yeah. that. Especially when you, you know, when I got called out was 2011, a lot of old school guys. Some people like to help, some people don't like. And, uh, you know, it was, was not easy for me, but at the same time, I never gave up. I just, you know, trying to come early to the field, do my thing and be ready for the game. But, you know, it's like Taylor said, now is, you know, people sometimes forget how hard it is to play in a, in a big league level. So nothing is easy here. You got to do your thing. If you cannot, I mean, if you're not available to do it, you got to go to triple A or double A to figure it out. But, you know, it's not easy baseball here in this level. So we're just going to try to do our best. We're just going to try to win many games we can this year. And let's see if we can make it to the playoff. Mm -hmm. Martin, last season you were 12-8, and eight, a 289 ERA, and a career-high strikeout number of 169. Very, very impressive. How does that momentum from last season move forward with you into this year? You know what? I already... You know, forget the last year. I mean, I'm just going to focus on this year, what we're going to do, where is the plan, how we're going to face our division. And, uh, you know, it was a good year for me, I think my best year. But uh, now we got to look for the, you know, for, for the future, what we're going to do, how we're going to do, how we're going to drive the balls and, you know, uh, trying to keep everybody in the same, uh, you know, group, same uh, plan to win many games we can. Well, the boys are back in town, and all the Rangers, for the most part, are here today at Fan Fest. How is it interacting with your new teammates? It's been good, honestly. Um, you know, you, you get a chance to meet guys that you've seen um, on TV all the time, you know, so it's pretty cool. And then I got a chance to be knowing Andrew for a little while. I worked out with him whenever I was in college at OBU, so uh, it's always good to see him again. But, I mean, it's awesome, though. And, and to see them, the guys that you've seen on TV that are going to be in your clubhouse, you're like, man, like, we're really going to do something this year. Martin, what about you? I don't have any chance to talk to them. It's been a yet, busy day. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know I, I can't speak with anybody because I like to have friends and I like to people feel good when they be around me. But I think, uh, like I say, we just have to figure out how to, you know, put all the group together and ride the bus and we're going to be fine. You had quite the line of people waiting for your autograph today. Uh, my fingers hurt, but that's okay. That's part of the job, too. So. Do you write left-handed? Yeah. Okay, so everything left-handed. Full everything. lefty. Yeah, full lefty. Nice. Golf. I play pool with my righty. Okay. Uh, ping pong. Couple things with my righty, but most of the things with the lefty. What about you, Taylor? Right lefty, throw lefty, rope right-handed though. That's Was it. school hard for you guys growing up being left-handed? No. Why? No. Because of the desks. Yeah, because the desks oh, were always okay. made for yeah. righties. Yeah. So yeah. sometimes, you know, Venezuela people say, "Are you lefty? You stupid." I'm sorry, but that's what the people think about. <laughs> really? Lefty. Yes. Oh, no, in Minnesota? Can. In Venezuela. They're all so nice there. No, yeah, Venezuela. Venezuela. Oh, Venezuela. Venezuela. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I thought you said in Minnesota. They said, My they bad. said, ah, he can't play soccer because he's a lefty. He don't know how to shoot the ball. So I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm a big Lee. <laughs> <laughs> not, not only that, I'm, I'm an all-star. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm an all -star. Yeah. Uh, basketball, do you shoot left-handed? Yes. Okay. Better dunker with your left or your right? Yeah, I have to. I, I, can't, I can't dunk save my life right-handed. <laughs> really? I can't. You know how many times, like, throughout my whole life, I've tried to dunk with, you know, dunk right-handed? I can't. Can you dunk a basketball? I'm um, too, too small. Man. Okay. <laughs> I just throw pass. <laughs> uh, I know you guys are both big soccer fans, and I remember, you know, I, I, I met Martin before I met Taylor. Uh, 
you used to play FIFA in the clubhouse and sometimes, you know, wear a, a soccer jersey. You watch the World Cup? Were you guys into that? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So who were you rooting for? Uh, I was rooting for Brazil, but, you know, I think Messi, he uh, he just played better than, you know, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah. all those guys, and, uh, you know, he, he just get the uh, trophy, but I think it was time for him to, to have the, the World Cup. Taylor, I... Tottenham won today. I just want to let you know because I know you're always curious about how Tottenham's doing. I really don't. Uh, I really don't yeah, no, I know. You, I know you really care. Really uh, who Who are you rooting for in the World I was Cup? France. Why? Big uh, Mbappe fan. Okay. So nice. whenever Mbappe. before he before he made his you know decision about leaving, you know, I was kind of hoping he was going to go to Man United, but uh, <clears throat> it's okay. We're looking no good chance. right now. We're We're looking good right now. We're We're top four in the table. So it's about uh, time. Yeah. Wow. Hey. Hey, we're looking good though. Casemiro yeah, yeah. looks good. Anthony, yeah, Rashford's looking good. Hey, you, you ought to be scared for us. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Then we got some questions uh, from fans. We got uh, a surprise question, and then we got our favorite Whataburger question because this is, of course, made possible by our friends at Whataburger. Speaking of Whataburger, if you are craving a Dr Pepper and want the creamy satisfaction of a Whataburger shake, you can uh, combine the two with. The Dr. Pepper Shake. Treat yourself to one while you can. The Dr. Pepper Shake is only at Whataburger for a limited time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. We are back with some fun fan submissions, but before we get to those, we have our signature question, thanks to our lovely partners over at Whataburger. So, Taylor, we'll start with you, the native Texan. What is your go-to Whataburger order? Honey barbecue, chicken strip sandwich, uh, meal with a uh, shake, depending on how I'm feeling. Dr. Pepper shake? Uh, no. Just some product placement. Yeah, I saw that, though. Uh, break, big, big breakfast taquito, taquito guy, though. Nice. Big one, big one. I always, if I ain't got time to get breakfast, I always stop by uh, the one on the way to the stadium, and I always get, like, two of them with the hash Only browns two? as well. Only uh, two? I get two or three, okay. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Martine, what about you? I don't, I'm not a big fan of cheeseburger, but... You know, I think Whataburger is one of the best. I got uh, the combo number two, I think. I don't know what is the name. I just call you it. You just know two. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Easy number two. Easy that's enough. It. Easy enough. That's it. You know, Shinsu Chu told me a story when he first moved to America uh, from South Korea, and he was in the Mariner system. He didn't know a whole lot about anything in America. Someone just told him, hey, you go to a fast food, you just say, I want number one. That's all you say. Number one, because that's usually a lot of times that's like their signature thing. Yeah, it is. And he said that, you know, they'd ask what drink? Number one. Do you want fry? Number one. And, that's, <laughs> and, he, and he, he said that he would, he would always end up getting, you know, the meal and it would taste good. Whatever but works. Yeah, that's, wow. that's what he would do. Uh, all right. Well, how about this one? This is Hannah's question, actually. I, I want you, This is your question. Okay. You should ask okay. this. So every episode we have a signature question. This is obviously a one-off episode for us since we are here at FanFest. But since you guys have been signing a lot of autographs today, what has been the strangest object a fan has asked you to sign? You want that one first? You got to no, think about it. First. You got to think about it. Strangest object. Hmm. Let's see, had a wiffle ball bat today. 
Um, honestly, nothing, nothing too crazy I can think of. Um, probably the, I mean, not, not even objects, but I've seen some people that have, he's probably had it as well. People get like the old cards, like Miley cards of you and stuff oh, like nice. that. So I've seen some whenever I was back in Loe in Hagerstown. So those are, that, that's probably interesting. There was yeah, one I time. Just, I just signed a, a car from 2016, man. It was wow, today? 100, 165 pounds. Look at that. What's funny? Cool. Skinny. Ooh, who's this guy? That's so funny. I was going to say, there was one time when we played the Twins, uh, Byron Buxton signed someone's arm. And this guy came up to me and he said, where's the nearest tattoo shop? I want to get this tattooed. I was like, that's crazy, but okay. I signed oh. something different in double but I can't say. You yes. can't say what it is. Oh, that's yeah. that's was, probably smart. Fun, but, oh my that's God. smart. Uh, all right. So we got some questions from fans and maybe a teammate uh, who oh submitted boy. a question. Oh, boy. Uh, do you want to guess which teammate submitted a question? It was through Instagram. Bullpen? Yep. Uh... Lefty or righty? I don't know if I want to give you that clue. Barlow, maybe. Probably Barlow. You think Barlow? Yeah, I think oh, it's yeah. Barlow. It's not a bad guess. It's either it's either Barlow or Burke. It's one Burke. of them. It's, I think it's Burke. Brock Burke. Yeah, Brock Burke. Do you want to start with Brock's question? <laughs> no, you go for it. Okay. 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 All right. Uh, you question. gonna record this? Record this for him. Send this to Brock. Yes. Okay. We'll get to Brock's question. We'll, we'll let this kind of simmer, and you guys can think about what Brock is uh, gonna ask. Uh, we got a question here on Twitter. From at TXRanger792, uh, it is specific to Martine, but then I'll, I'll, I'll twist it and, and make it to Taylor because it's actually appropriate. Martine, you got married. Yes. Congratulations. So the, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Taylor got engaged. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. oh, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so the question is, what was your first dance song? Uh, my God. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. I started dancing when I was like 12 years old. No, no, at, at your, oh, wedding. your wedding. At your oh, wedding. wedding. Yeah, uh, did you guys Kenny, have a first Kenny Garcia? Okay. Uh, what is did you name? sing it? I know you're a big singer. Uh, not that one, but I can't sing. Did you sing it all at the wedding? Mm, no. You didn't grab the oh. mic? I was trying to enjoy it with the family. So I'll ask you, do you guys know, you and your fiance, what you're going to have your first dance to Luther Vandross uh, here and now. And do you have to practice the dancing or is it just going to be like, no, we we're going off. I'm going off top of the dome. I know she's like, you know, trying to think. Why do the dance classes? Yeah, I'm, like, choreography. I'm, like, I'm like, nah, I'm like, we don't really need that. I'm like, it's just kind of a feel thing. You know, I did dance classes because if you ever seen me dance, you would, did it pay off for that? I mean, I actually would really like to take, I don't know what the category is. I want to take wedding dance classes. Like, I want to take dance classes so that when I'm on a dance floor at a wedding... At other people's weddings, not, you know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. I don't want to throw terms out there, but I, let's just say I have no rhythm. Um, <laughs> I have no feel, uh, and I have no clue. You have no ears, too, bro. I have, I have yeah. <laughs> um, I... The good thing is I'm small, and so if you go to the middle of the dance floor, you can blend in. Then no you one hide. sees you. You can yeah, hide. Yeah, yeah. I always tell my that wife. That must be so nice. Yeah, I go. Yeah, but I bet you can dance. I was a dancer, so yes. Right. So I can't. So you want to when you're tall and you can dance, people see you. They're like, yeah. Oh, she knows what she's having a great time. When you're short and you can't dance, and you're on the outside of the dance floor, and everyone's yeah. looking, you, you feel like everyone is staring at <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I go to the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, one. we got uh, one more question on Twitter from fans. This one from at Tasty Brisket Ten. 
What uh, a fun name. Yeah. And he wants to know stirrups, yay or nay? Neither of you guys wore stirrups, right? I mean, I wore I wore pants up a little bit last year, but not but not, not like the old school so. stirrups. Last time, dude, honestly, last time I wore stirrups was high school. Yeah, so and you, no. you you never really mix no. up your jersey. It's pretty no. consistent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No stir. What is you guys excited for the City Connect jerseys this year? Yeah, I'm still waiting uh, <clears throat> for uh, <laughs> my plug over there to let me know what they look like. But yeah, I'm excited. Top secret. I don't All know. What I'm saying they look like. is like I just want to make sure that. You know, ours are better than the Mavericks, even though I love theirs. But okay, that's fair. Humble man. Yeah. yeah. Valid. All right, let's jump over yeah. to Instagram. Actually, it wasn't from Brock Burke. It was from Brock Holt. Oh, I thought yes. you told no. me Brock Burke. It was Brock Holt. Oh, my yes. bad. And no. it was for Taylor. I, God, I know what he's going to probably ask. What do you think though? he's going to ask? Uh, he's a slick one. Go ahead. He said, let's see, I'm going to quote it directly. Ask Taylor why he would show up at 6.30 for a 7 o'clock game. Seems kind of late. <laughs> In the box. That is never... <laughs> when was that? What a rookie, man. 6.30 for a 7 o'clock game? I don't... <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. For a 7 o'clock game. I, I couldn't have done that because I... Whenever he was here, we had some veteran guys, and I, I would definitely got in trouble for that. So, he might have been drinking that day. You know he drinks a lot, so... <laughs> <laughs> he also does good impersonations. He does. He does. Were you with Brock in Boston? What did was Brock gone? Was was he still with the Red Sox? Brock Holt no. when he was gone by the no, time you got off. there. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. All right. Next He's one funny. up is for Martine. You're playing for Team Venezuela in the World Baseball Classic. What yes. is the one thing you're most looking forward to? Uh, just you know, help my team to win. I mean, uh, represent my country, but at the same time. Trying to do my best and you know help my team because we don't gonna have many time to you know face each team. It's gonna be quick and uh, anything that I'm gonna do there, I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna do right. Awesome. Uh, this is for both of you. I know that the team has gotten very close this off season with everyone being pretty local for the most part. You guys were just out in Fort Worth with your wives having a good night on the town. How is your experience bonding with your team off the field? Honestly, never lose a beat. Honestly, I, I think um, just as crazy as I know how they are in the locker room, they're the same way outside, even on the plane. You know, <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right, one more. This is a fashion question. So going back to Martine, you know, the floral suit from the All Star game, iconic. Who is the best and worst dresser on the team? So let's start with who's the best dressed on the team. I think it's Martine, but that's my we, personal. We have opinion. a lot. I mean, uh, but the who's the who's who. Who's a bad one, man? Good one, good one. Uh, that I really didn't see coming was Adolis. Adolis, oh, yeah. Adolis can dress. He's he's really good yeah. at it. Uh, worst one. What about uh, Nathaniel Lowe's style? Malo. Oh yeah, last yeah. night he had the, the turtleneck and the really, blazer. Really it was bad. awesome. <laughs> hey, make sure you buy stuff because you're making money this year. <laughs> go, let's go. Um, for me, oh man, it's a tie between oh, John King and Joe Barlow. But John King doesn't try to be flashy, no, right? John he's, King's very he's, basic. He's original. Yeah. 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 You know? yeah. But he, he'll, he'll come up to me and he'll buy some new new balances that are old. He's probably so excited. They're like total dad shoes. Yo, come on. I was like, yeah. bro, I can mow the lawn in those. No, no, no. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. for me, low. Nalo? Okay. Nalo so is the bad you're one. not your anti-turtleneck? Oh, my God. I don't like it. You know, like, how about, hey, how about hey. that story he told last night? He played golf and he wore the same clothes. That is to, crazy. Are you serious? He wore 
a a turtle. It was actually so. Dave, credit to Dave Raymond for asking this. He wore a turtleneck, and Dave made a joke about how he does it during the season, but it's short sleeve. So Dave asked him. You know, uh, Nathaniel had his jacket on. He said, "Hey, just I want to know: is it short sleeve?" And he started laughing, and it brought out this great story. Nathaniel yesterday played golf in this turtleneck. That's amazing. And then decided he wanted to wear it last night. So I guess they washed it. And by they, definitely his girlfriend, Brenna. There's no way Nathaniel touched the the laundry. And then tried to dry it, but didn't have enough time. And so they finished off drying it with the air conditioning in the car. Yeah. So I mean, mix it up, right? You, you can't. You don't have another shirt you can wear. That's what I was saying. But you know, I mean, he he understands as well. Yeah, but he he yeah. thinks he's got good style, though, right? I don't think so. You don't think, oh, you don't think he's got you, you think hey, what's good for him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, okay. easily, but easily in the locker room, though, if I had to pick, it's him. Him and Adolis top. Okay, two. they do the worst right. worst ones. I mean, at times it's John King, Barlow. You know, we'll we'll work on that another day. All right, I got one last question for Martine. Perfect. Uh, we asked Taylor this the other day who about the, the bullpen shenanigans. And Taylor said that Joe Barlow's the what, the biggest joker. He's always talking, right? Yeah, a bunch of stories. John King's like the little brother you guys always give a hard time to. Yeah. In the rotation last year, who who is the the class clown and who is the guy that you guys <laughs> like to pick on? Um don't even talk too much. Talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> he got me crazy. About Every video games or about baseball? About everything. About everything. everything. About everything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you can't imagine how, how many questions. But <laughs> uh, And I was uh, speaking a lot with uh, John Gray. I mean... Uh, I mean, not every day, but every time when we sit together, we we talk about good things, about life, about baseball, and, and uh, I think we got a good relation. Are you going to go, like, mohawk like John one day? Uh, maybe. I mean, I okay. uh, still got her, but yeah. you know, I'm going to keep it. But, yeah, maybe one day. This, this season, yeah. This was so fun. Thank you guys for joining us. What yeah. a fun way to kick off the season in 2023. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, well, Taylor, Martine, two award winners. Martine, the Rangers Pitcher of the Year, also an all-star. And Taylor, we talked about the Jim Sunberg Community Achievement Award winner, uh, two guys who are going to be a big part of the team's success this season and very fitting that they were here to help us kick off the first episode of the Straight Up Texas podcast. Hope you're on the lookout. Uh, We got some special news with the Straight Up Texas podcast we will be sharing in time. Uh, Our next episode will be in Surprise, Arizona at spring training Uh, So we are excited to bring the Straight Up Texas podcast to you again here in 2023. But uh, for Martine and Taylor, for Tim and the rest of our behind-the-scenes team, including our intern Pierce, uh, for Hannah, I'm Jared. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll talk to you soon. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.